From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. It's the evening of April 27, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which itself is a new beginning and follows on from the Ipswich Election Watch limited series of podcasts. Encouraged by feedback, the concept of Ipswich Today was born. In future episodes, in addition to what's happening in Council, I hope to include lifestyle and entertainment topics of interest to residents, visitors and businesses in Ipswich. The new Ipswich City Council met for the first time this afternoon, and while previous council meetings under two interim administrators were live-streamed since October 2018, today was the first for a meeting with councillors. At one stage, the live stream had up to 185 viewers. The full meeting is now available for replay on Council's YouTube channel. From the meeting today, here's Mayor Teresa Harding. The previous culture was one of secrecy and fiefdoms. There was a lack of respect for the law and a culture of doing deals which rippled through the organisation. Many staff had been bullied or were guilty of bullying, with some councillors determined to direct the work of officers in operational matters. There was a clear lack of respect for process and people. Let me be clear, there will be no tolerance for that same culture in your new council. In her opening remarks, the Mayor also addressed COVID-19. Your new council has also arrived at a time of unprecedented pandemic. The COVID-19 virus is like something out of a Hollywood dystopian movie. Fortunately, of the 37 cases we have had in the Westmorton region, 35 have recovered and two are recovering. We have seen thousands of residents either lose their jobs or have their hours reduced dramatically. Many business owners are suffering as they not only cut back the hours of their staff, who they feel responsible for, but their business loans are usually secured by their home, so they face not only losing their business and livelihood, but also their homes. The enforced and necessary social isolation is taking its toll on people who were already dealing with mental health issues, as well as people who are feeling loneliness for the first time. Our community is hurting and I feel your pain. And I promise that your council will play its part in leading our community's recovery. This year's budget was forecast to have a $3 million surplus. This is clearly not going to happen and this will be discussed in depth at our agenda item on COVID rate relief and at the financial statements. The order of business included councillors appointing Councillor Marnie Doyle as Deputy Mayor for a period of 12 months. Mayor Harding spoke further on this order of business in the Chamber. We're also using brand new meeting procedures that were approved by the Interim Administrator in in December 2019. And I'd like to highlight that I would like to make some minor amendments for the next uh, meeting, uh, CEO, to the meeting procedure to allow greater transparency and allow more debate on the floor. I'll be calling for a division on every vote so it will be recorded um, how each councillor voted at each motion. This is done in state and federal parliaments, so it's only fair that it's done here. On the live stream, we witnessed some intriguing manoeuvres, possibly a future voting block and Councillor Tully's preference for abstaining. My first guest today has hit the ground running at full speed. Mayor Teresa Harding, thanks for joining Ipswich today. 
Thank you for the invitation, Alan. How was that first meeting? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I think we we're quite uh, excited about being the first City Council uh, meeting that's been live streamed for elected representatives. So it was quite a, a big day. You set the tone and the bar very high with your opening remarks and uh, your transparency and integrity hub. Clearly, that was one of the major decisions you wanted to have a win on today. What were the other significant decisions? Um, the voting of the Deputy Mayor was a pretty big decision. And I'm, I'm really delighted that not only did Councillor Doyle um, become the Deputy Mayor, but we also agreed to rotate it so we'll have four mayors uh, during this term just to um, give that development uh, to people. But it also allows me to... Um, I guess, be open and show the role of Deputy Mayor to, to four councillors instead of just one. You did make some remarks there during the meeting about democracy in action, and that yeah. would have been referring <laughs> to how often the council was going to meet. Yeah. What was your preferred option and what actually got voted up? Um, I, I preferred option four, which means um, everything went to a full ordinary council meeting uh, every three weeks. I think that would make things easier to do and also for the easier, I think, for the public to follow as well. Option three, which was the successful option, uh, was still having those ordinary council meetings, but only once a month, unfortunately, and um, as, and as well as having a standing committee, which I think, just checking my notes, is going to be called a general purposes committee, and that was going to have a rotating chair as well. I would describe that as the single mega committee, and something that we're not used to in Ipswich because we've always had half a dozen or more committees specialising in various operational areas of council. How do you see the mega committee working? Look, I think um, we were going to have that ordinary council meeting or even the mega committee. We've, we've done it on the understanding that in a few months' time, um, we will want to probably break up into having more standing committees. And I guess we'll decide the council just as a new council, we wanted to, I guess, bring everything to us and make sure we're fully up to speed on everything before we break out and decide what committee structure we want in a few months. I noticed that one of the sections of that recommendation has a committee meeting live streaming. Well, that was one of the, I guess, provisions when we did workshop things, is that um, we wanted to make sure that it was live streamed. Um, I was concerned when, when the group was starting to talk about having the committee structure, um, that it was done to avoid... Um, the live streaming, but the, the consensus in the room was definitely no, we want every single meeting um, live streamed. So I think that's fantastic. Teresa, what was the decision on rates relief uh, owing to the COVID 19 pandemic? Look, we had a discussion of a lot of the things that the council's already doing, and I'll go into that later if you want, Alan. But certainly this recommendation was for the due date for our current rate, the current one for the April, June quarterly rates, which is actually has been extended from the 14th of May to the 18th of June. So you'll still get that discount for early payment, even though you're going to be paying a, a month late. Now, some councils surrounding Ipswich have uh, come up with some innovative ways to save residents money. One of those is Somerset. They've just announced the waiving of dog rego for, for another 12 months. Is that something Ipswich might consider? Um, we've done a variety of things, such as, um, I'll say everything's on the table, but we've done a variety of things like we've wavered and refunded a range of fees and charges for footpath dining and food licence and event licence and booking fees. We've done rent abatement for community and, and some commercial leases. Um, we've, we're now doing seven-day payments for council suppliers as opposed to 30 days, and that's released an additional $7 million uh, into, the, into the economy. Um, yeah, so the, the community development and the economic development teams have been working very closely with um, the community to see how council can best support and respond to the COVID virus. One of the other items on the agenda today was the Cherish the Environment Foundation 
and no decision was made. Is there some controversy about that commitment ongoing? I guess the council's only received the paperwork Friday afternoon and then we received some more um, paperwork Monday morning. So it's probably more the fact that we actually hadn't had the time to consider the, the, the motion properly. There was a lot of financials done. Um, the organisation hadn't put in um, financial statements to um, ACNC for some time and it's now now the Queensland Audit Officers have done their, their due diligence and their audit. Um, we really want to spend that time. So it's, it's laid there on the table and we'll be considering it at the next council meeting. On a slightly different subject, uh, Teresa, there are more reforms coming down the line for local government being considered by the state. Uh, some of those include updating and revising how the register of interest requirements work, the conflicts of interests, more transparency about agendas. What are you looking forward to in those uh, in the bill that's currently before the House? Look, I'll support anything that improves transparency and that means that, that residents have more of an understanding of um, how their council considers and makes decisions on items. So I, I welcome them. Let's wrap it up then with going back to where we began and your major achievement today, uh, the establishment of the Integrity and Transparency Hub. What is the timeline and when can residents expect to log in and see? <laughs> I want it up and running by the 1st of July. Um, so that's, that's what we're aiming for. After a massive day in the Chamber, Mayor Teresa Harding, thanks for joining Ipswich today. Thank you very much, Alan. Look forward to our next chat. My second guest today is a former Alderman, Councillor and Deputy Mayor of Ipswich City Council. Denise Hanley did not recontest in 2004, that's some 16 years ago, but was an Alderman from 1991 to 1994 and councillor from 1995 to 2004. I began by asking Denise which period she was also deputy mayor. Alan, I, I performed that role from 1995 to 2000. So that was the term that we had, which was a five-year term after the um, amalgamation of Ipswich City and Morton Shire. Was it something you wanted to do or were you encouraged by your fellow councillors? It wasn't originally something that um, I had thought that I was aspiring to, um, but certainly I was encouraged by um, particularly the then mayor, um, the elected mayor, John Nugent. Um, he certainly encouraged me at that stage to run for council, uh, for the, sorry, for the deputy mayor's position. His view at that time was that he wanted to be able to blend the two staff from each of the, the previous councils into one because he felt that it needed to, to be able to move forward as a city, it's the two former staff needed to work together um, in harmony. And so because he was, um, a former chairman and, and mayor of Mortonshire, he his belief was that I was the, the person from Ipswich City that would best have the confidence of the Ipswich City staff to bring the two former councils together. Yes, I think we forget that uh, 1995 was a, a monumental year for the staff of the former Morton Shire and Ipswich City Councils with that five-year term of councillors, uh, which was a one-off event, and the blending of the, of the staff from, from both councils. You were also a councillor in the smaller Ipswich City Council 
Yes, I was. I um, I was, a, well, in those days they called us aldermen. And so I was an alderman with the City Council from 1991 to 1994. What's expected of the role of Deputy Mayor Denise? Well, um, I think that, the best way to explain it is that you, you've got to work with the mayor to to build that set of guiding rules, I guess, in a sense. So with John and myself, we sat down and worked out how we would put this whole thing together going forward. And I think the main ingredient was that we had to have each other's back. So you couldn't have two people who may be at odds with each other um, in trying to forge a new a new council and move it forward. What did you personally bring to the role of Deputy Mayor? I guess um, I had a very good relationship with the staff of Ipswich City. You know, it was the staff, a, a number of staff who had encouraged me to stand again in 1995. So not only the community was making contact and asking me to stand again, but a number of the staff from the previous, from, you know, the Mortonshire Council, sorry, Ipswich City Council, when I was there in 91 to 94. And I think that was what I brought to the to the table was that I listen to people, I work very well with people of all ages and across all disciplines. So whether you're the cleaner or the CEO, they're all treated the same from from my perspective because they've all got a job to perform and if you take any one of those persons out of that job, then the whole place falls apart. So you've got to treat everybody with respect and I think that was what I was able to bring to the table. Looking beyond your role as uh, Deputy Mayor Denise, your entire time as a councillor, what would you recall as uh, a couple of highlights of your time in council? I guess the um, one of the biggest ones for me was the agreement between Ipswich City and uh, and Nerima City Council in Japan. That sister city agreement had been signed in 1994, but it's fine to say that you sign an agreement, but then you've got to actually work on that agreement and make things happen for both of those two cities. And what we were able to do was work on something that, to this day, Ipswich City benefits from having, and that certainly was um, Nerima Gardens. And, um, like, there were a few of us who worked very hard to um, make that work and to work with not only the Nerima City Council, but also the um, Tokyo Nerima West Rotary Club to get them um, on board as well. And so all three of those organisations work together um, to make that happen for the city and have it as something that's as authentic as you can have in a Japanese garden. It's made authentic by the fact that, as I recall, there were actually tradesmen and designers from Nerima here in Ipswich working side by side with council staff. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, the agreement we had with the Nerima City Council was that they would send a couple of their staff to Ipswich to work um, with our own staff, teaching them um, how a Japanese garden would would be um, constructed and then maintained into the future. And then 
from the Tokyo Nerima West Rotary Club, one of their senior Rotary members, um, Mr. Takahashi, had a business um, in Nerima that was a, a landscape um, architecture business. And he had himself, plus one of his senior engineers, work on the plan. And he also came to Ipswich, both of them came to Ipswich, and spent time here with our, um, with our people, uh, learning how that and constructing how that would all work, and also selecting different components of what went into the garden from local products here in and around Ipswich. And also um, a couple of our staff, along with myself, visited Nerima and spent time with the with these people in relation to the plans that we had and worked out the finer details of those plans before the construction started. Sister city agreements can often be uh, clouded in controversy, Denise, but this one has some tangible results, Nerima Gardens being a prime example, but it goes beyond that. There's the Nerima Exchange and the Ipswich students going to Japan on a yearly basis, uh, pandemics accepted. How did that come to pass and, and how much involvement did you have in that? Um, I had a lot of involvement during the time. I wasn't there at the beginning of that because that actually started the school exchange, or it wasn't an exchange so much, in the very early days because we didn't send anybody over there, but they would send 34 females and 34 males from each of the schools within the Nerima um, ward, and that started in Des Freeman's year, uh, in his time as mayor. So that school agreement started back then, and um, they would come and spend time with, there were four Ipswich schools involved at the time, I think um, just trying to think of which ones they were. I know Red Bank, um, Red Bank Plains High was one. Ipswich State High was another. I'm just not sure which the other two were, but so they would come and spend time here. And once I was elected to council in 1991, I became involved in the in those visits and really spent a lot of time with the education department and in, in um, Brisbane and. They were the ones that originally had been the um, instigator of some of, of where that was going to happen. So, And I continued to build and develop on that um, to the point that when they originally when they used to come, they used to, the, all of the leaders that came with them, they stayed in hotels in Brisbane. After a number of years, we convinced them to stay locally here in Ipswich, which they did. Like the students always stayed in Ipswich. They were housed with the local families, but their educators were always in Brisbane. Well, as I said, towards the um, end of my tenure, um, we had them staying here locally in Ipswich at the same time. What should the role of Deputy Mayor look like going forward from today? I think it's not at all unlike what it was back in in my term, Um, although the rules will have changed Somewhat. But I think going forward, you've still got to have two people, the mayor and the deputy mayor, whoever the deputy mayor may be, working in tandem and supporting each other. If you don't have that, then the team of councillors underneath you will also not form and gel together. So you've got to have two people whom the elected representatives 
both will have confidence in. And they, as I said, they've got to work together to do what is best for the city, be it for the residents, the businesses, uh, and, and, and getting people and things moving forward in a coordinated way. Denise Hanley, thank you very much for talking to Ipswich today. Thank you, Alan, for the chance to do that. Music on this podcast is courtesy of Purple Planet Music. Ipswich Today is an independent production and not connected with Ipswich City Council. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.